Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Credit Union Marketplace Podcast, a presentation of the Cooperative Credit Union Association. My name is Jason Dias, and welcome to the show. I'm just a bill. Yes, I'm only a bill. And I'm sitting here on Capitol Hill. Well, it's a long, long journey to the Capitol. That's right. Who can forget that schoolhouse rock classic, I'm Just a Bill on Capitol Hill? Well, whether it's a state or federal legislation that's pending, the team at the Cooperative Credit Union Association is working hard for its members. This week, we caught up with them. Mary Ann Clancy, she's the Senior Vice President and General Counsel. Carol Anjou, she's the Director of Communications and Governmental Affairs. And Catherine Butler, the Vice President of Advocacy. All right. Hey, Marianne, tell us a bit about you and your career with credit unions. Sure, Jason. Uh, I began my career by working for the Massachusetts Commissioner Banks. And from that experience, uh, when the Trade Association had an opening, I specialized from broader financial services into the credit union side and came to work uh, for our office. That's awesome. And Carol, down in Delaware, what about you? How did you get started with credit unions? Well, about, um, I want to say probably about 25 years or so ago, Jason, I came to credit unions from the dark side, from the financial banking (laughs) side, Um, started out as a part-time teller in a credit union and ended up being the marketing director at one of the biggest credit unions in the state of Delaware, then transferred over onto the league side where I took care of handling communications and governmental affairs. That's awesome. They probably weren't probably weren't asking you to do a whole lot of podcasts 25 years ago, my guess is. So I don't even think too. we knew what one was. <laughs> I, I don't think so either. And Catherine, how about you? How'd you get started with credit unions? Um, I actually came to the credit union industry straight from law school. Uh, it's my first real professional uh, job after graduating law school. I joined the association, um, and it was a little bit of uh, trial by fire, actually. I wasn't, um, I, I, my background is more in um, governmental affairs on, on different issues. Um, I worked in immigration prior to uh, law school, and so I've been introduced to the credit union industry right from law school. That's great. Well, we're so happy to have all of you. Like I said, this is such a uh, tremendously important topic to credit unions. And I want to start with you, Marianne. Credit unions have a unique role in the financial marketplace that requires constant advocacy of laws and regulations always changing. Tell us how the Cooperative Credit Union Association makes sure it's effective on behalf of its members. Sure, um, and, and you're right. It's a um, it's a, a, a very um, complicated and specialized area. But I think to really begin, it's helpful to uh, at least understand the association's view of advocacy and the tools that we use to be effective. It's such a broad term. Um, it's helpful to shine some light on it, and I think. Uh, the way we look at it here is that our efforts are designed to be national in scope, but tailored and impact-driven locally by our members. I mean, technically, advocacy can be any number of things, something as simple as dropping into a, a lawmaker or a regulator's office and say hello, or it could be as complex as actual litigation. Um, when we are um, lobbying, um, that is part of our advocacy strategy, but it's also relationship building and educating letter- legislators and credit unions um, on a regular daily basis. It's a really a 360-degree focus. Uh, while lobbying, I think, is only one type of advocacy, 
all of our advocacy is lobbying, um, but not all lobbying is actually advocacy. Um, it gets a little confusing, but I think at present our key goals are to uh, reduce the regulatory burden, increase powers, and preserve the tax exemption. So it's really an ongoing and ever-evolving process. We play those cards that were dealt with, and we try to narrow the noise for our members so we can have a, a, a consensus focus point. Um, some of our best examples, I think, is to really break it down into when we're proactive on an advocacy issue. A recent example would be the passage of the Senate regulatory relief legislation. There were some key credit union provisions, such as the one to four family member business loan parity, um, mm -hmm. the provisions relating to HUMDA, the Home Mortgage Disclosure Act, and elder financial exploitation. From our end, locally trying to impact that process and be effective, I think it's safe to say that the Rhode Island delegation has the historic badge of being the first in the country for sponsorship of activity and efforts on the member business loan area. The Massachusetts Congressman Mike Capuano really shined the light on the congressional side for the need of a review of HUMDA requirements. And I think our New Hampshire Senators Shaheen and Hassan um, really took a lead in advocating for elder abuse relief. We also had members in Delaware, New Hampshire, and New Jersey who actually took a public stand, took a cast, a, a crucial vote to ensure passage of the bill, um, which actually is our landmark relief for credit unions, um, something that we haven't had in decades, but yet was framed as an issue to help Wall Street. So I don't think none of this would have been possible without that laser focus from our members who really at the end of the day are experts in trying to advocate to their policymakers what's the problem and what's the specific need for correction. Um, if you, I guess, pierce that veil a little deeper uh, on the proactive side, the association is also engaged in the litigation area when needed. Uh, we're a named plaintiff in the pending Equifax lawsuit and we routinely leverage a coordinated strategy with all of our partners to combat frivolous lawsuits. We're seeing that happen right now in the area of website accessibility and the Americans with Disabilities Act. We recently had four New Jersey lawmakers who took the call to sign on to a Dear Colleague letter that went to the Department of Justice asking for them to act to provide some clarity. And just last week, we launched another endeavor with all of our member states attorney generals um, to try to do the same thing, get that Department of Justice to actually um, provide some regulatory insight into what we need to do from a compliance perspective. So that's really on the, I think, the, the, the far parameters on the proactive side. We also um, are mindful of time to time when we have to be reactive. Um, that usually falls in the category of defeating or preventing legislation that would negatively impact credit unions. An example is always our um, diligence on the credit union tax exemption. While we engage all of our parties at every level um, in a broad manner, we actually um, benefit from a very strong credit union supporter and believer in the cooperative delivery of financial services, that being housed with Massachusetts Congressman Richie Neal. 
He's the dean not only of our Massachusetts delegation, but the entire New England delegation. And he's the ranking member on the Ways and Means Committee, which is a tax writing committee. So we are uh, try to always keep that line of communication open and um, for the benefit of our members and keep our ear to the ground when something's happening. We're happy to report uh, that there is no pending proposal to tax credit unions, as you well know right now, for corporate tax reform. So right. I think, you know, how we cast that is really a holistic approach. Um, we're always trying to find a way, but it begins and ends with our members. Um, they give us the input. Our, their problem is our problem. We try to find the best path um, for relief, and we try to do that in a bipartisan manner. Uh, we think we, we sort of um, heed the um, advice of former Speaker of the House, Tip O'Neill, who always said all politics is local. Um, so that's where we sort of start and then drive it out from there. Great stuff. And, of course, it's worth mentioning that, as you said, it's a, it's a constant ongoing process because just as you guys are advocating for your members, there's a whole other arm of the banking industry that's doing the same thing that's not in the best right. interest of your members. So I know it keeps you guys on your toes and busy all the time. And of course, all politics is local, but there's also a federal element to our representative republic. And so, Carol, I wanted to go to you next. Um, I've, I've interviewed so many credit union executives, and when I asked them the one thing they could, they wish they could change, it always has to do with regulations and stuff like that. So what are some of the federal priorities right now that you're working on? Well, we're subject to so many um, different federal regulations um, governing a full range of operations there. Um, I think w one of the things that the association likes to do, as Marianne was saying, is, is take a proactive role in helping um, credit unions work with regulators on specific things that are impacting their credit unions, whatever will benefit them and their members. Um, there's a variety of tools we use. Um, we include surveys, conference calls, groups, and things like that and collect the input from the members, and then they become the basis of comment letters and testimonies that are delivered to the regulators on behalf of our membership. Um, some of the things that you'll find um, on our federal regulatory advocacy page on our website, um, the NCUA requests for comments and uh, the association comment letters that are sent in response. Um, keep you up on the board meeting summaries from the NCUA, any testimonies that are done before the NCUA board and other regulatory um, arms. Um, you'll have a link to current member survey so you can put your uh, thoughts in process there as well. Um, we also help our uh, credit union professionals have a voice before Congress, and this is during Hike the Hill um, visits, which is when our credit union professionals can meet with their congressional delegation and directly speak to them, also um, in district meetings and one-on-one -on -one meetings too. So we want to help them understand the legislation that's out there that impacts the credit unions, and that's an important part of our federal um, legislative advocacy. And on the federal legislative advocacy page, um, there's a breakdown of the key credit union legislation before Congress, it includes bill numbers, summaries, and sponsors. Um, you'll also find their overviews and briefings, um, and they include further details on emerging issues, such as um, Marianne had mentioned, the American with Disabilities Act website accessibility. Um, and in addition to risk-based capital, um, there's other priority issues and legislative news that's out there too. But advocacy doesn't end when these meetings do. 
Um, the most objective and accurate way that we can evaluate our elective officials' performance on issues that are important to credit unions is tracking the record. And we have an exclusive um, lawmaker scorecard to help credit unions learn and discern which policymakers are truly their champions. We track the legislative activity of 36 elected officials, 10 senators, and 26 legislators from five states. And each state has a customized scorecard um, easily accessible through either the federal legislative advocacy page or on each state's individual advocacy page. And the scorecard has the name, party affiliation, re-election date, key committee memberships um, for each lawmaker, along with priority legislation and the voting record. Um, if a lawmaker co-sponsored or sponsored a bill, you'll find it there too. So we try and keep our um, members up to date on the happenings of both the legislative side and the regulatory side of um, Capitol Hill, so to speak. <laughs> like I said, it's a it's a constant thing that goes on. I know there are times when Congress is not in session, but all of the lobbying and advocacy efforts continues. However, it doesn't all happen in Washington, D.C. I wanted to go to Catherine next. Each state has its own legislature. Um, states are very, very different. I'm, I'm recording the show in the great state of Texas, which is very, very different um, politically, uh, demographically than perhaps Delaware or New Hampshire. Texans would certainly think it is. Um, so there's also the st state legislatures that have to be intentionally engaged. Um, how do those advocacy efforts differ from the federal efforts? Thanks, Jason. Uh, that's, that's a great question. Um, I think, uh, as our listeners probably know, the Cooperative Credit Union Association represents credit unions and their members in the states of Delaware, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, New Jersey, and Rhode Island. Um, and I think I'd, I'd probably start with saying that the goal on the state level is, is really the same. It's to improve current, pending, and proposed state laws, regulations, and other business issues that impact all aspects of credit union operations. I think it's very important to stress that state advocacy applies to all of our credit unions, regardless of their charter. Um, there are legislative and regulatory issues on the state level that impact credit union operations, again, regardless of charter whether it be foreclosure issues that impact credit unions in their role as lenders, or minimum wage and leave changes on the state level that impact credit unions as employers, or again, changes to CRA or changes to financial education initiatives that impact credit unions in their role as community, community institutions. Um, it's our job at the association to monitor these, these issues, provide credit union input on any suggested or proposed changes on the legislative or regulatory level, um, and then subsequently educate our credit unions when something does change. Uh, and these, these, you know, what are known as typically as state issues do cross all of our members. Um, to play off of what both Marianne and, and Carol have mentioned, we do have our, our local state advocacy committees, um, and there are different issues, obviously, in each of our states that are important to the local credit unions in those areas. Our advocacy committees sort of serve as almost laboratories for, for what those issues are, and, and, and we deliberate uh, amongst the committees to determine what is of most importance at any given time, um, and sort of our state issues and our state advocacy agenda is driven by those advocacy committees. Uh, much like on the federal level, uh, on the state level, there are issues for which we need to provide input and provide comments. Um, so that's something that we undertake regularly on the state level before our legislatures and before our regulators. 
Another important impact, or I'm sorry, aspect that we undertake on the state level is drafting legislation. Uh, for example, in Massachusetts, um, as you may know, Massachusetts is the home to the first credit union and the oldest credit union statute in the nation from 1909. Um, we're currently undergoing a major legislative modernization of the governing credit union statute. Um, and it, it's our role at the association to, to draft that legislation and, and you know, work it through, work it through the legislature. On the state level, it's, um, it's important to keep our, our relationships with our state lawmakers strong and intact. Um, so you'll, you'll see often um, we, we put information on the website of each of our state legislative engagement events that we host throughout the year. Um, for example, in Rhode Island, we've had a long, long-serving governmental affairs day at which we have our regulators and policymakers come to attend in the beautiful governor's state room in Rhode Island. Um, so that's something that we, we undergo on the state level as well. Also on the state side, uh, we work closely with our state banking regulators. Um, and the work that we do um, with, with state agencies extends beyond just banking regulators. We do monitor other offices such as attorneys general, state treasurers, um, and other constitutional officers and things like that. Um, one example that I like to give is um, you, you, you're likely aware, our listeners are likely aware of the recent ATM skimming trend. Um, oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's our role uh, at the association to be aware of these local economic health and, and business issues. Um, on issues like this, often our regulators and our, our state agencies will have, um, you know, letters of guidance or initiatives or things that could help credit unions um, change or, or improve their policies. Um, so that's our, our role to sort of get that information out and, and keep the communication strong between uh, these agencies and the credit unions. Um, another uh, example of that is, is recently, not too long ago in New Hampshire, um, the state was facing a significant drought issue. Um, and through an initiative with the governor's office and with the, the banking department in New Hampshire, we went out to our credit unions um, to make sure that they were aware of the issue. Um, and to uh, make sure that they were able to provide um, sources of funding for the, the issue as it was impacting residential wells um, for their members. So um, those are just a few of the examples of, of how we interact with our local uh, policymakers on the state level. Well, that's great stuff, and it's great stuff that all of you are doing. And like I said, it is a full-time gig year after year, election cycle after election cycle. Uh, but we know not everybody works all the time, so we did want to close this out since there might be some people listening who haven't had the opportunity to meet you all in person. Uh, just for fun, Marianne, what are some things you enjoy doing when you're not uh, working on behalf of the association members? Um, well, I like – Pretty much anything outdoors, um, you know, gardening, the beach, uh, eliminating squirrels and chipmunks, um, <laughs> and certainly traveling. Um, I also volunteer uh, in your old backyard uh, for the, uh, I'm on the board and the executive committee of the USS Massachusetts um, and other veterans' wow. causes. So it's a uh, big Big Mamie. Uh, a lot of my childhood memories are wrapped around that beautiful sight coming over the Braga Bridge and seeing Big Mamie down there um, on the river. That's awesome. How about you, Carol, when you're not working? What are some of the things you enjoy doing? Well, I have um, three grandchildren now, and so I try to divide my time equally amongst them. A um, little bit difficult. A couple of them live in Fredericksburg, Virginia, so that, that involves a little bit of a field trip if I want to go and spend some time with them. But I try and do that as often as I can. 
That's great. And finally, Catherine, when you're not busy uh, uh, working with those state legislatures and representatives, what kind of stuff do you enjoy doing? Well, Jason, I am a uh, a proud dog mom <laughs> to, um, <laughs> to a three-year-old poodle named Finn. Uh, Finn Law is his full name. He goes by Finn for short. So uh, we spend most of our time hiking and, and spending our time outdoors and um, babying him most of the time. Well, I, I know from personal experience, um, the outdoors in New England is among the more beautiful places, not just in the country, but on the face of this big blue marble we call Planet Earth. And folks, about a long time ago, back in 1620, out on the, the Mayflower, the Mayflower Compact set up a situation where people would govern themselves. And today, a much more sophisticated area of government exists where we need people that we can empower to do some of that advocacy and lobbying on our behalf. And this trio of professionals is doing a great job for the Cooperative Credit Union Association and its members. And I want to thank all three of you for taking some time out of your busy schedule to share the direction and the efforts of the association uh, with the show and the listeners. Thank you all so very, very kindly. Thank you, Jason. My pleasure. You've been listening to the Credit Union Marketplace podcast, a production of the Cooperative Credit Union Association. Better values, better banking. 